Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go Behind the Limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the official Raiders podcast. Thanks to OAC Digital. We've got a lot to get through this weekend as we preview the Raiders versus the Tigers at Campbelltown Stadium on Saturday night. And we also take a look back at the Knights uh, loss on Sunday afternoon up there at Campbelltown as well. Uh, as the Raiders prepare this weekend for Ricky Stewart's 400th game as an NRL coach. We'll touch on that a little bit later in the show as well. And we'll also have a chat to uh, Raiders squad player Matt Frawley on his return to Canberra. Uh, Joining me as always is Raiders uh, digital media coordinator Tom Logan. Tom, uh, thanks for joining me again and uh, uh, an interesting week this week as we prepare for the Tigers. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting build-up. Obviously, there's a lot of talking points. Obviously, the Tigers dropped a selection bombshell last night with... uh, Decided, I guess Michael Maguire deciding to leave out Benji Marshall. Also, there's the Leilua factor as well. Um, we've got a good recent record against the Tigers, so it's going to be a great contest. Yeah, let's have a look first, though, at the uh, the match to last weekend against the Knights um, up there at Campbelltown. And, um, yeah, you know, not the, the best performance we've seen uh, uh, this season so far. And uh, this is what Raiders coach Ricky Stewart had to say about that loss. R- really poor. We were uh, not in the contest at all tonight. Um, we didn't accept the challenge, and Newcastle were very good. To I'll, I'll cop a loss, um, get beaten by a, a, a better football team, which we did tonight, a lot better than us. But we weren't a, we weren't a blimp on uh, what we what we believe we can be, um, which is the the, the disappointing uh, part about it. But you know, I, I said it last week that I don't think people. Believe me, beating after beating Melbourne, I wasn't happy with the way we played in our second half. I thought we played well for 40 minutes, but our second half was awful. Defensively tonight, um, we, we were uh, probably the worst we've defended for uh, two years. Um, it was a very, very poor showing of commitment in defence. And it's not just the edges, and I know you talk about the right edge, it's not just the right edge, it all happens and all starts in the, uh, in the middle. And we played like uh, played like children tonight. Yeah, he wasn't too happy there uh, with that, uh, Ricky Stewart, uh, and uh, probably well within his rights. The team know that they uh, didn't perform uh, at their best last weekend, and um, they got off to a pretty poor start uh, defensively, in particular. Let a, let a couple of tries in early, and, and just couldn't get their momentum back. Yeah, it was just one. I think it was just one of those days. I mean, every every side has a game like that during the season. Um, I think it was a bit of a wake-up call for us as well, which was, I, I guess, probably what we needed after you know such a big high last week against the Melbourne Storm. But it, as you know, Ricky Stewart said, you know, it was just one of those games that you just want to forget quickly. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of highlights. Uh, obviously, you can see uh, Jack Whiten was once again pretty strong until he went off uh, with that concussion late in the game. Scored a really good try where he where he uh, leapt high through the air and was able to to grab onto a George Williams kick and. Um, you know, we did score a couple of good tries. Uh, Joshua Parley's solo effort uh, was one of those outstanding efforts. But um, all in all, defensively, to, to let in 34 points is probably not the best uh, way to to, um, to put in a performance if you're looking to get the win. No, it wasn't. And obviously, you know, that's probably going to be highlighted quite a lot in the, the team's video review this week. 
Uh, yeah, it's never it's never ideal when you can see 34 points. Um, Papa's try for me, though, was the highlight of the day. I thought that was an amazing effort. Jeez, uh, he's pretty hard to stop when he gets within sort of 10 metres of that try line. Yeah, it was a really strong effort from, from Papa, and we know what he can bring. He, he sort of scored a few of those tries now. Um, in the last couple of seasons, uh, we you know, think back to the, the comfort behind win against the Storm down there in Melbourne in the regular season, and then of course the one at GIA Stadium uh, to to, con- to seal the the Raiders' position in the grand final. So he's definitely a handful in the middle of the field, and and one player that we're very lucky to have. I, I thought Tommy that um, you know despite the the scoreboard, there were some promising signs uh, for the team. Uh, on the weekend, I thought that um, you know Corey Horsburgh. I think he made forty tackles in the first half, and mm-hmm. I think he ended up with sixty for the game. Um, his work in the middle um, is is probably going a little bit unnoticed at the moment, but I'm sure that his teammates are definitely uh, picking up on the contributions that he's making. Yeah, I, I was quite impressed with Corey. Actually, he's got a great work ethic. Uh, in preseason, I remember he was absolutely blitzing it in the time trials. Um, great young kid. He's just uh, the thing that I like about him the most is he. He doesn't really say much, but when he gets steps down on that football field, he just rips in and he'll do anything to get the result. Yeah, he sure does. He's a hell of a player and uh, looking forward to seeing him develop uh, as we go on through the season. Let's not dwell on uh, this uh, loss too much. Let's move ahead to the Tigers. Yeah, the Raiders up against the West Tigers at Campbelltown Stadium. It's a little bit of a battle of the home grounds. Obviously, the Raiders are sharing this venue with uh, the, the Tigers and also the Panthers for the opening nine weeks of the season. Um, not the result we were up there last weekend uh, against the Knights. But the Tigers this week, um, as we have a look at the Raiders team, unchanged 1-17 to 17, uh, through the week. Uh, thanks to Specsavers, you can see um, you know, Ricky Stewart stuck pretty solid with his team, Tom, and, and hasn't tried to make too many changes. Yeah, I, I like that. Obviously, you know, the players that took to the field last week will be trying to... I guess they'll be desperate to sort of make a point and sort of really prove themselves, um, especially after the disappointment of last week. Having said that, though, the Tigers, they also suffered a loss that they will be quite disappointed about as well. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup. Just moving, before we move on to the Tigers, uh, nice to see Ryan Sutton returning from injury on that extended bench. And no doubt um, he's pushing for selection over the next couple of weeks. And uh, I think we're only another week away from, I think this is Hudson Young's last week of his suspension. So uh, a couple of troops coming back into availability. So um, there's no doubt that those guys um, in that forward pack are on notice probably, that they need to have a, a strong performance this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, having Ryan Sutton come back this week is a massive plus. And obviously, you know, as you alluded to, Hudson Young, he's only got one game left to serve on his suspension. Uh, so obviously, there's it adds that depth in the forward pack. And obviously, you know, competition for places is going to be up for grabs. All the talk in the media and the build-up to this game this weekend has centred around the West Tigers. And uh, it all starts with their playmaker and I suppose club legend, 300-gamer Benji Marshall, uh, not on the team sheet this week. Um, Michael Maguire opting to go with Josh Reynolds instead. Does that change the mindset of things uh, for this Raiders team, do you think? No, definitely not. I mean, obviously, the first, I guess, the job for us is to just focus on ourselves. And if we can focus on ourselves and just, I guess, look to correct, correct the errors that we made last week, you know, everything will take care of itself and obviously, you know, They'll put in a big performance. I always find an interesting proposition when it, when a team makes um, wholesale changes uh, through the week. It can either go one of two ways. They can really respond uh, to the coach's instructions and, and the changes in that team and, and go to a new level, or it can 
it can backfire and uh, obviously things can go from, from bad to worse. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where the Tigers uh, come, at, come at us from this one. I know Michael Maguire is a, a very experienced uh, premiership winning coach and uh, you, you wouldn't want to question uh, his motives around the changes for the side, but uh, you'd have to think that it's probably going to be a little bit unsettling. Obviously, a, a few guys there having to work on some new combinations in the lead into this game. Yeah, yeah, it's obviously pretty interesting. Obviously, Michael Maguire, former Raider, one four four. Um, he's decided to, I guess, you know, shift his spine around a bit. Obviously, um, Josh Reynolds comes in for Benji Marshall. Uh, I've really, be, I've been really impressed with that young hooker that they've acquired from Melbourne. Yeah, Harry Storm. Grant, what a player! He's, he's been, he's been, he's been a gun so far. So um, I think we might have to be a little bit wary of him. But having said that, though, we've got an absolute class number nine in Josh Hodgson. So. One of the big talking points amongst, amongst Raiders uh, supporters and members going into this game is going to be around uh, the West Tigers now. Uh, centre Joey Leilua, former Canberra Raider, um, spent a number of years down here. Uh, it was obviously part of that grand final uh, team last season after uh, a pretty wretched year for him. He had that neck injury, um, really scary neck injury early in the season and, and was able to come back for the back end of last year. And we've seen him go to the Tigers, uh, link up with his brother Luciano and um, he'll be a handful and, and he's, uh, Jared Croker's got him uh, this weekend and it's going to be a, a pretty strong matchup. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we, we know what Joey's like. He, he'll definitely be fired up for this game. There's no doubt about that. He'll have a point to prove against his former side. But having said that, though, you know, uh, we've, we've got Jared to line up against him and Jared's got bucket loads of experience and he'll know how to handle the occasion. Yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting one for sure. I'm sure with the the uh, the microphones turned up and the and the crowd noise down, I'm sure there'll be plenty of words exchanged out there in the middle. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how that all pans out on the weekend. Speaking of milestones this weekend, a, a huge one for our head coach, Ricky Stewart. 400 games as an NRL coach. Uh, just want to say on behalf of the club, uh, congratulations to Stick for the, uh, the milestone. I think there's only about eight or so coaches that have reach 400 games and uh, you know we see coaching merry-go-rounds each and every year change so to be able to get to that many games is, is an outstanding uh, achievement and Tommy and uh, one that I'm sure that um, the guys would you know like to get up and get the win for. Yeah definitely I mean obviously I, I don't know if the players will sort of try and make a big deal of, out of it before the game but obviously they'll, they'll on the back of their minds they'll be doing everything they can to get the win for the coach there's, yeah. there's not a person uh, any more in Canberra that bleeds green than Ricky Stewart, so they'll be up for it. That's right. Congratulations, Rick, on 400. All right, let's have a look at the predictions uh, this weekend. I, uh, it's going to be a tough one because uh, obviously both teams have got some uh, some strike weapons out there and it's going to be uh, come down to who uh, wants this one more uh, with two teams coming off the back of losses. So I, I think uh, that match-up on that, uh, that Raiders uh, left-hand edge, uh, the West Tigers' right-hand edge, is going to be something very exciting this weekend. And I'm backing Jared Croker to get a try um, on the outside of his, his old teammate, Joey Leilua. So that's what I'm predicting this weekend. And, and of course, the Raiders win. Well, I don't know if I've already predicted this one, but it, it definitely hasn't come off yet. But I'm, I'm backing George Williams to get his first try for the Green Machine. I've just got a feeling he's going he's gonna to step someone and he, he's going to go over. Yeah, he, he, um, he made a couple of little half busts last week and uh, we saw that he got through the line against the Melbourne Storm when he set up Charles Nickel Clockstad. So, you know, a pretty, pretty good one there and uh, hopefully we can see George across the stripe. Welcome back to the Behind the Limelight podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. And today we're going to have a chat 
to Matt Frawley, of course. Uh, Matt was a Raiders junior and has spent some time away for the club at the Bulldogs and also overseas, and he joins us back again in 2020. Uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Frawls. Uh, great to have you back at the club. Uh, how's it been this past few crazy weeks for you? Yeah, thanks, Benny. It's um, obviously been a bit of a bit of a hard one, um, you know, having a bit of time off and um, being away from all the boys and um, all that sort of stuff, but it's been really good to be back and back amongst, um, you know, training and, and, and playing as well. So, um, yeah, happy to be back and um, happy to be uh, back at the club as well. One of the most challenging things for one of the guys in your situation is uh, you, you're obviously not playing in that first grade team at the moment and you've been training with the squad. You've had to adhere to all these protocols and, and being inside the bubble. What's it been like for the group of players that haven't had that opportunity to play football at the end of the week? How have you found it so far? Yeah, it's been a bit of a tough kick, I suppose. Obviously, um, as you said, that you know, running the bubble's got to um, still got to follow the protocols. So, and, and we don't have the, the luxury of being able to play and, and have that um, thing to look forward to at the end of the week to, to play some footy. But I think the attitude among, amongst the boys has been really good. It's been really positive. Everyone's training really hard, and um, I suppose you got to be ready uh, if you do get a call up to to be physically ready and and, um, and confident that um, you're going to do a job when you get picked. So, um, yeah, so far so good, mate. Obviously, um, we're hoping in the next couple of weeks the restrictions um, will be relaxed a little bit, uh, which will help just for, for outside of footy sort of things. But, um, yeah, it's been good, mate. I don't think we, we don't have too much to complain about. You've travelled as part of that um, sort of 20-man squad for the – First couple of games, um, you know, how do you, you guys that, that the think it's been the three of you think Tom Starling and Kai O'Donnell have, have done the travel so far? How have, have you found trying to you know manage that um, sort of balance between travelling with the team, um, you know, preparing as if you might have to play, uh, but also knowing that you probably won't? How does that uh, happen mentally for you? How do you how do you get yourself into that situation right? Yeah, I think it's you know, it's a bit of a challenge, but. Um I'm just happy I don't have the ball boy, to be honest, mate. I think Kai's got that that gig, so um, I don't think he's in the 20 this week, so I think Starlow's going to have to step up to the mark, which he's pretty pumped about. But, um, yeah, I think, it, you know, it is, it is a little bit challenging, but, um, you know, it's, it's good to know that you're sort of close um, to getting the gig. And, um, you know, I think it's a positive. I don't think, you know, you can't take it as a negative. But it's, you just got to prepare as if you're playing and, um, and you know, you never know what's going to happen with game day. And, obviously, the protocols around um, temperature checks and all that sort of stuff you saw couple of weeks ago with Tedesco not playing you, you, you got to make sure you're ready so um, yeah it, it's been it's been pretty good to be honest. Yeah you've um, you've had the opportunity to, to travel with that team and, and obviously as you said train along with the squad uh, at the same time I mean it's only back a few months ago when you first arrived back at the club and you'd signed that development contract and it was only within a matter of weeks that you were able to to join the top squad on a two-year deal and, and get that security does that uh, I suppose put you in a in a positive mindset uh, to get through all this, knowing that you've got that security behind you, and uh, you know at some stage um, you'll be playing football again um, inside your current deal and being able to show what you've got. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, you know I sort of come to the club on a on that one year development deal, but I always had a goal to um, you know obviously get in that thirty. I knew there was a few spots there, and I sort of talked to the club about where that was going to end up as long as I had a good preseason and. Um, luckily enough, I had, had a decent preseason and got that two-year contract. Obviously, so um, yeah, it's, it's really good to have that security and, and to know that um, you know I'll be part of it next year. And obviously, this year is a bit challenging 
terms of being able to get some consistent footy. But um, as you said, hopefully next year is going to go back to normal and uh, we can all go back to playing you know, week-to-week footy and, and proving ourselves, um, which, is, which is really exciting. We all know that you were here as a junior. Tell us a little bit about um, how it all unfolded that uh, you moved away in that first instance to the Bulldogs and so how that all sort of came about and, and what did you find of your time um, playing up there at uh, Canterbury? Yeah, I, I sort of um, had an opportunity to go up to the Dogs um, after my 20s career. It was, um, I think, you know, the club had signed a few halves a year and um, yeah, there wasn't really an opportunity for me here. And, uh, you know, I got an opportunity up um, at the Bulldogs and, um, you know, had four years up there and, and, and loved every moment of it. We uh, obviously got to um, play some NRL and fulfil, um, you know, a childhood dream, which... Um, now it's awesome and, and really got to meet some, some awesome people and, and mates for life and, and learned plenty about myself. Moving away from home and um, getting out of Canberra and, and living in Sydney, which I love. So, um, yeah, I've got nothing but sort of fond memories of, of, of the Bulldogs, but, um, you know, it was nothing sort of beats being back home and, and playing for, um, you know, your, your local club and um, a club that I supported you know, as, 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 a, as a young fella. After the Bulldogs, you had a chance to go and spend some time Overseas, do you think those couple of experiences have sort of set you up for that next sort of um, part of your career? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was, um, you know, fortunate enough to get an opportunity over there in Huddersfield, and um, you know, I had a, you know, it was probably a bit of an up and down year to be honest, but you know, I learned plenty about myself, you know, on and off the field, and um, I've got no regrets going over there whatsoever. So, um, you know, I, again, I, I met some some really good mates and and had a really good experience and on the other side of the world um, and yeah they're, they're all things that I brought back and um, you know footy, footy wise and, and, and things off the field so um, yeah as I said you know it was a really good experience and something that I'm glad I've done but um, yeah really happy to be back. Obviously we've got um, you know Jack White and George Williams are the starting halves at the moment but yourself and Sam Williams are, are pretty much there ready to go if, um, if there's an injury or an opportunity is that the sort of the mindset that you've got to take into each training session and, and each week is to just keep yourself prepared and, and ready if you do get the call up? Yeah, I think it's a you know a pretty good luxury to have have a mean semi there. Obviously we've um, you know semi's played a lot of NRL and, and Super League as well and I've played some NRL and Super League. So um, you know if we do get an opportunity through injury or, or suspension or whatever it is, you know, we are gonna be ready to go. So um, you know, we, we, we sort of know what what we need to do in, in the weeks to get ourselves uh, prepared. Sammy's been, you know, around for a while, and um, I'm not too far behind him. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just you know pushing the boys, being, um, you know, being supportive, and um, you know, challenging as as much as we can. Uh, you know, when we get an opportunity on the training field. Talking away from the moving away from the footy side of things, uh, what about off the field? What does uh, Matt Frawley like to get up to outside of footy? Obviously, it's a bit different at the moment because of the the situation. But uh, when you get the chance, what do you do to get away from footy and escape things for a bit? Yeah, it's been a bit, you know, obviously a bit boring. Um, the last couple of weeks, I haven't been able to do much, but um, you know, I, I do a bit of study. I, I was able to smash out a course um, in the in the off in the period that we had off. So, um, got a mortgage breaking course done under my belt now, which is which is good to know um, to sort of set myself up outside of football. But um, yeah, mate, I suppose like some of the boys here, like, like a pun on the horses, like watching, you know, plenty of footy and. Um, just hanging around, you know, all my mates and my family, and um, yeah, sort of pretty stock standard stuff, mate. Nothing too exciting. Well, mate, well, we wish you all the best of luck for 
the remainder of the season. Uh, thanks for taking the time to have a chat to us today. And uh, I'm sure if you get that opportunity at first grade, you'll take it with both hands. Thanks for having the chat and uh, good luck uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah, cheers, Benny. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you. There he is, Matt Frawley, joining us this week on Behind the Line Light. Thanks again to OAC Digital. We'll talk to you next week.